Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriart Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds Coffee, Coffee to Die For. Not that you have to. It's not a prerequisite. It's just a suggestion. You you could die for it. It's uh, it's really uh, it's a user by user situation. It's die for um, a bull. It's die for <laughs> a bull. I think is what it is mainly. I think yes. that's that's you succinctly put, my friend. And uh, speaking of my friends, uh, they're here with me, and I am your host. My name is Parasite Steve, aka Steve Ann Sampson, aka Steve of Destruction. Though nobody calls me that. And with me, as always, are those those previously mentioned friends. And uh, their names are uh, Nintendo. Everywhere is our battlefield. So true, so true. Mm, Mostly on this podcast, though, because we just yes. we just we just fight. Love this is a battlefield. Yes. We, yes, much like Pat Benatar said, love, aka the Retro Doctopus <laughs> Podcast, is a battlefield. Uh, yeah. And no one would know that better than my other friend, Mister Apid Alchemy. Hey, uh, it's Nerf for nothing. And and that's all I'm sticking to it. That's true. You know, it's a it's a fair statement, and uh, it's a slogan that has been around for quite some time. So if uh, if we aren't being clear enough, and uh, or if maybe I don't know, you didn't read the name of the episode being "Make Nerf Not War." We are here to talk about Nerf. That's right. Everybody, everybody knows it. Pretty really pretty pretty cool company. Uh, not you're not, not Pinky from Pink in the Brain's catchphrase. That's no, Narf. Not, that not Narf, right? Narf. Zolt. Zolt. Point. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Nerf or nothing, not Narf or nothing. Although both are fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like Nerf has been around for quite a while and is responsible for many many childhood memories for a good cross section of us. And much like Lego, they really have their decades that just keep on coming. Like they really are known for waves of different things. And depending on when you grew up, you kind of experienced your own section of it. Um, and it's, it's pretty cool. So I don't know. I think it's worth talking about. Also worth mentioning, we did an episode at the, I think it was like the beginning of 2022. Two, although I could be wrong, maybe it was a previous year. It was called '90s Toys That Aren't Actually from the '90s." Yeah, it was. And from, it, was it was from one year ago, exactly. One yeah, year ago. one year ago, so yeah. early last season. Yes, season four. 
We're in season five now. Pretty cool. Um, and uh, in that episode, we we just randomly started to talk about uh, Nerf, like uh, during the Octoponder, which was not planned at all, but it sort of kicked up this idea of like, oh, gee, you know, we haven't had a Nerf ep- episode ever. Um, so, you know, we were kind of talking about it in that episode, like, oh, you know, Nerf's been around a lot longer than you might realize. It's possible. So we're going to get into uh, some just brief history at the beginning and um, just kind of talk about for the first half, our general memories of like how we played with Nerf and uh, that kind of thing. We also have a super cool voicemail that I will be happy to play for you guys uh, before we go to break. And that is from Mr. Taylor McKenzie. He didn't identify himself in the voicemail. Uh, he just talked for six minutes about how awesome Nerf was. <laughs> but we know it's you, Taylor. <laughs> we know it's you, Taylor. So he's a retroid and he's a really good guy. He's obsessed with Transformers and uh, apparently Nerf. So uh, thanks for leaving that voicemail, Taylor. We'll get to that later. And a uh, quick shout out to our buddy, J-Bo. Uh, he was actually going to come on and co-host the show with us today that was the plan and i actually had reached out last week to see if anybody was interested in co-hosting this uh random episode because like i don't know we, we couldn't really we, we started to think like all of our all of our shared experiences are kind of shared like we, we have like the yeah. same way we played with nerf and it would have been cool to get somebody else's sort of feedback in there but right. unfortunately uh jaybo just uh couldn't make it tonight he he had to back out so uh hope you feel better buddy and uh no you better, know, jabes thanks yeah. thanks for thanks for agreeing to come on anyway even if you had to back out no problem and we appreciate it anyway so anyway before we uh before i say anyway too many more times anyway let's anyway. let's just oh well <laughs> oh well <laughs> let's get into it so um oh yeah i was gonna call you guys my ball blasting cohorts tonight and i just i i just didn't uh, well, we still wrote, can be yeah you are you guys are uh, you all guys right, all right good in my heart you guys are my ball blasting cohorts <laughs> nice so nerf it's pretty crazy oh i love it nerf. was uh so like i said you know it goes back a little bit further than you might realize um certainly i i didn't think it went further back than maybe the i don't know early 80s but it's actually um it's it's mainly from the 70s it was invented by a guy named reynolds who just went by i guess rain is how you pronounce it it's like r-e-y-n yeah rain geyer yeah. Is his name, but it's short for Reynolds. I like Rain I'm, Wilson. Is he a Reynolds? It's a different spelling of Rain. I don't know, but he was uh, this Minnesota-based games inventor, and he came to Parker Brothers, and he had this really cool football game that he invented that was "quote unquote" safe for indoor play. Parker Brothers um, was kind of impressed. They thought it was pretty cool. They're like, oh, this is neat. We like this. We want uh, just the ball. Just the ball, please. (laughs) (laughs) So they eliminated absolutely everything about his entire game and just, uh, they're like, yeah, we'll take the ball. That ball is pretty dope. And that ball was only a four inch uh, polyurethane uh, ball. It's just this little yellow. I I assume it was yellow because everything's yellow. Actually, I didn't see a picture of it. Um, so a year later in 1970, the official Nerf ball was introduced by Parker Brothers as the quote unquote world's first official indoor ball. The name Nerf being a slang term for the foam padding used in off-roading. Um, 
some of the marketing slogans that they had at the time promised that uh, you could, quote, throw it indoors. You can't damage lamps or break windows. You can't hurt baby. You can't hurt babies or old people. That's actually- a fucking challenge. <laughs> people are gonna try to hurt a baby <laughs> and old people. Apparently, that was like you can't actual- break a lamp. I mean, momentum will still knock you a can. lamp over. You definitely can break lamps. They are definitely full of crap. break lamp. lamps. Are easy to break. Or maybe they were just way way more sturdy back then in the seventies. Break a lamp with a sock. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Depends on what you got in that sock. If if you got a brick in that sock or a couple of rolls of quarters, I mean, no, it hardly counts. No, just socks. Just a sock. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Oh well. Oh well. Um. Yeah. So this was this was literally the 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 gag. It was just a matter of it was a ball and you could throw it indoors, and it was just a, a just a round ball, no big whoop. Um. And then, uh, yeah. I mean, like. There's this really cool, if you go to um, Hasbro.com, there's a, a Nerf section of the website, and they have a really, really cool timeline. And so oh, I'm going to be reading from that um, for you guys instead of, uh, say, Wikipedia or something. Um, but, yeah, so throughout the 70s, uh, they started introducing all sorts of stuff. Um, in 72... They officially, uh, so they released the first basketball net. So really, where you think of that, like, you know, basketball net, you mount on your door in your bedroom or whatever, and you have your, like, the slightly bigger orange Nerf ball that's, like, softer than the the smaller ones. Mm -hmm. That that came out in 1972. It was called the the Nerf Oop. The Nerf Nerf Oop. It's the Nerf Oop. (laughs) Uh, cool. This has got to be in every single, like, every movie that shows the inside of a kid's yeah. bedroom. This thing is always there. There's always yes. a Nerf hoop. Every right. time. Show, never... movie. <laughs> Show movie. And I never had one. It was definitely in Real Genius. I can I can picture Val Kilmer <laughs> playing with the Nerf hoop in Real Genius. Um Pretty cool. Never knew what it was called. I mean, I certainly didn't think it had a clever name at all, but that is yeah. not really that clever. Uh, Nerf, uh, not really that impressed, but they got better with their names, I suppose. Um, 1983, the next big uh, addition to the Nerf sports family um, was the Nerf baseball. Um, yep. So they didn't, I don't, I don't think that they sold bats at the time, which is kind of funny because like, I don't know what you're supposed to hit it with, but if you're supposed to use a real baseball bat, I'm thinking you're probably still going to do some damage, but of course there were, you know, wiffle ball bats and such, but, um, yeah, so it, it's literally like they kept advertising their products as being safe for indoors specifically, even through 1983, it was for living room baseball. Like that's the whole point of it. And like (laughs) Man, I can't believe this company went anywhere. Like, I feel like these yeah. slogans are so unbelievably not, like, not a good idea. You know, like challenging kids to do these outdoor sports inside. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, 
No, no, that's not at all what this should be. This should be still <laughs> doing it outside, except you won't, you know, send your friend to the hospital if you <laughs> hit a line ball directly back at him. Like, exactly. I mean? Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, yeah. it's now baseball can go inside. Like, no, it can't. <laughs> no. And that. I love that. I love too that it's like always living room, living room. Like <laughs> the room with I mean, the maybe... most stuff that we could break: the TV, right. the lamp, you know, right. your, your child, whatever. Your Windows. mom's collection of creepy porcelain dolls. Right. That owl statue I broke, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's just funny. Like, you know, maybe if you said like, you know, basement player. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds dirty. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't now know. baseball can go in the basement. <laughs> in the basement. Uh for all your basement, basement play needs. Um I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of funny. Cause you do. Yeah. You totally just picture it. The living room being one of the most breakables full rooms in the house. <laughs> right. Chock um, full of nuts. So, um, 1989 was a, was a landmark year. They, uh, they invented the super soaker. Now, I, now water hoses can go in your living room. Right. So not not advertise such. <laughs> so I I have to admit, uh, I didn't realize that Nerf made the Super Soaker. But in the episode, the 90s toys that aren't, aren't actually from the 90s, Joe, you actually said, didn't Nerf make Super Soakers? And I said, no, I don't think so. But you were totally right. They did. They were the inventor of the Super Soaker. It was wow. it was originally called the Power Drencher, which is a objectively worse name. You gotta have that you gotta have that alliteration, I mean, for sure. Uh, but it, you know, the Super Soaker revolutionized the world of water blasters. Uh, it was actually invented by um, Lonnie Johnson, an aerospace engineer from Atlanta. This blaster later later renew, reno, renamed the Super Soaker 50 used patented air pressure technology resulting in the ability to shoot large quantities of water further and faster than any other product on the market. Entering the 90s, the name was changed to the Super Soaker brand. And in 2010, the brand joined the Nerf family. Okay, so, so it was acquired. So actually, oh, okay, so it was acquired. Okay. Okay. I read that too. I read that too fast originally. So they listed, but yeah, so it wasn't actually acquired until 2010. So it okay. was its own company. It was yeah. To Cause be it seemed like they, they, they seemed like such brother and sister concepts, but I was like, I don't know. I never remember seeing. Yeah. Nerf I don't remember seeing yeah. Or anything. Yeah. Also, if they wanted to keep the drencher subtitle, they could have called it the duper drencher, like the super the duper. Duper. Super oh, like soaker. super duper, right? Oh. Super soaker and the duper drencher. <laughs> the duper drencher. I don't know about that. I'm uh, just saying it, it's an option. You know, it's not a good. You know option. the the picture that they that they show on that Nerf site is actually a, a color exact copy of the Super Soaker 50, but it mm -hmm. but the package does say power drencher. So yeah, I mean it went to market with that name. Yeah. Um, so I had never heard of the power drencher, but I do vividly remember. And if you guys want to stop and kind of talk about super soakers for a minute, um, I would love to hear like what you guys remember about them. But like, I, ah, uh, oh my God. I, I mean, it was a revelation, these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Tim, obviously you weren't, um, you weren't alive when they first came out. I was dead. You were, you were pre dead. Oh, um, right. 
Pre-death. You were pre-twinkle. You weren't quite a twinkle pre, yet. Pre, pre, pre-living. I was minus yes. two. So, but Joe, what do you, what do you remember when these came out? Because um, I feel like like everybody at least wanted them, if not had them. Yeah, well, I I think I had them. I don't remember which ones they were, mm-hmm. but um, I remember playing them mostly at at your house, and uh, I can't remember this, the name of one of them. I think it's just called the Super Soldier. It was, it was like yellow and orange. It had like a, a green. Uh, so that was the fifty. Okay, that was fifty. So I think it mm-hmm. depended, like, yes, it, it was an XP fifty. So I think depending, like, what number it was, it was like a different color, and different size. Yeah, different the colors size. changed, and and the size changed. Yeah. So I had the uh, the blue one, which I think is the Super Soaker one fifty, or was that the one hundred? That's one hundred. So yeah. that's the one I had, and I I do remember them having a Super Soaker twenty five. It was just like yep. a handgun, and yep. I remember thinking like. Oh, I should totally get two twenty fives, and it would be so cool. You're like, you know, you got your cowboy revolvers out, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I never did. I I think I only had of the original Super Soaker lineup. I think I only had the blue one, the uh, the one hundred. But it it's yeah. funny. It was it was like a new type of toy because we had never had anything that had this air pressure technology where you had to pump it up. And I think right. so many. That, that was the thing. That was like the selling. Yeah, point. Like, oh, you get to pump air into it, and it shoots water like super far. I mean, we're just so used to these regular dinky plastic yeah. guns. They just fill up with with water, it's like a little bit of water, and you square like a few times. Like, okay, it's empty. I gotta go back in the house and fill it up yep. again. This actually lasted quite a while. Yeah. And it was it was uh, a pretty easy thing to refill as well because you know you unscrew the tank. And then, you know, fill it up real quick on either in the sink or with a hose and it would fill up in just like 10 seconds, 30 seconds at most, maybe. And, you know, screw it back in and you're good to go. Um, Definitely, definitely was one of those like it toys that everybody had to have. I think nobody could believe the commercials when they saw them. Right, right. Wasn't there one that had like like two of those uh, water containers? I, I I'm trying to remember those. See, I feel like, like I feel like that was the hundred. Um, right, because the fifty. Because I don't know, was there a dual fifty? Um, so the Super Soaker one hundred had one big tank, and it had um a small tank and the small like little bulb in the back. I think that was actually for the air. So I think yeah. you're talking about the the two fifty. I think there was I think there was a Super Soaker 250. Um, so yeah, yeah. So there's been a few. It looks like over the years the the 250 that I had was like a dark reddish orange, and it actually was so heavy because it did have two tanks and it had a, mm. an oblong yeah. air tank in the back. Um, yeah. It had like a handle on the top and a strap for your shoulder Yes, because it was just so freaking heavy. So yeah, I do right now. Yeah. So I do remember having um, this one. So I guess I, I I had forgotten about the two fifty. So the, the 100 was like, yeah, my, my first, first one, my first love, but then um, yeah, the two fifty was pretty cool, but that one was, was, you know, it's, it's like, okay, it does shoot twice as much, but it takes twice as long to refill. And yeah, um, you know, but, but pretty cool. Did you ever really get to play with these eight bit 
where you yeah oh yeah yes like i talked about with, it i i played with super soakers a shitload um and i i mostly played uh super soakers i remember playing with my cousin mike uh shout outs to mike mm-hmm. norton I know you're listening. Um, I I definitely remember playing Super Soakers outside a lot, and I don't I don't have a specific memory of any of the particular models, except I definitely remember having this knockoff Super Soaker that there's no friggin' way the internet can like find. This is just the most random thing, but you remember this thing? You remember it was a was skeleton back? Oh yes, with the skeleton oh. gun, and it had like this neon blue, like clear plastic, you know, for the for like the actual barrel of yes. it. Yes, and this thing was the shit. I mean, it was just the like, same in concept. Like it, was, it, it just looked so cool, and you filled mm-hmm. the bag with water. And then you just walk around with like you know your backpack on, full of yeah. ammo, ready to right. go. That's a really good point because. What started to happen was um, all these companies were just jumping on the bandwagon and they just copied the basic concept and they're like, oh, we can make this air blasting technology work and we can make it even cooler looking. So they would have stuff like that. And it like, oh, it looks like, you know, a skeleton and it's all cool and everything. It's got ribs and it's black and it's white. It's so badass. It's like, yeah, but it's kind of a piece of crap. It's like, it's like, <laughs> right. what was the, uh, I can't remember. What was the Lego knockoff brand that we kept buying and mega we kept blocks. getting mega blocks, right? It's the mega blocks right. thing. It's like, they yeah. looked kind of cooler. They looked cooler. They had better Sometimes, designs, but they but, were functionally much worse. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, when what you, do you want? Do you want it to look cool? Or do you want it to actually work? I remember so, you getting Mega Bloks so many times, and every time you're like, "Why do I always get looped into these things? They look so cool, but I'm miserable. It's no fun to build. I hate building them. Mega Bloks. Sucked <laughs> at least at the onset of Mega Bloks. They fit together like mush. Like it wouldn't be a nice snappy brick. It would yeah. be like, yep. and then you'd be like, yep. "Well, I guess it's together." <laughs> Fuck, you know, it's like you would never need a Mega Bloks remover tool. Whereas with Lego, it's like, no, those things are fused. It's together. like pressing a button on a Genesis. It just doesn't have a satisfying smoosh. press. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's this grody smoosh. Uh, but yeah, so I remember that skeleton backpack water gun thing was so, so cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we played with Super Soakers all the time. It was the best thing because, you know, nothing was more fun than jumping through the sprinkler as a right. kid. And so yes. this was like, now I control the sprinkler. I shoot it wherever I want to go. Like, it's just like the best possible option. It was uh, an awesome, awesome invention. Not Nerf, but uh, makes sense that it became part of the Nerf family mm-hmm. way later. Yeah, right, awesome. right. And it's yeah. on the uh, it's on the Nerf website. So whatever we're talking yeah, about. Hey, counts yeah. now. Um, yeah. It looks like, um, according to this timeline, it looks like the first, uh, like, blaster you know because you know you're not you don't really call them guns we would call them nerf guns but the official term is of course blaster for the for the firearms um the original thing that shot anything it seems uh was called nerf blastaball and um oh it was sold in a set it's kind of just like a long tube and you you put like a ball in one end and then you just pull the plunger back which is like the handle and it creates this like suction and then you you know jam it forward and it 
just uses the air pressure in there to blast it out. And it was just as simple as that. There was no trigger. There was no nothing like that. It didn't really look like a gun either. It was really just a toy. It was its own thing. Um, They were kind of like a magenta purplish sort of color with, uh, with a, like a teal handle and an orange ring on the, on the handle. And I mean, it looks really cool. And I think this is, um, you know, where we're starting to see balls as ammo, but it was the same yellow as the living room baseball from 1983. So they're branding their color, you know, they yeah, got this color. Locked exactly. In. Yep. And that was the smaller balls. Definitely not the, definitely not the basketball. That's the, uh, the larger, softer one. These were a little bit, a little bit I, I denser. I, I, I think they had to be to, to go anywhere. Cause otherwise it just <laughs> would be like, it barely works. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray! You know, it'd go nowhere, but it's kind of cool. The blaster ball. Um, it was, uh, so they, they called them ballistic balls. Those, those original ammos. Um, and it came packaged with, uh, two. So the idea is that like, Hey, you buy just one set and you and your friend can play, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the blast ball. So it's in 91 nice to do that, yeah, it was 91, uh, Nerf was purchased by Hasbro as if they didn't have enough. They were the original Disney, my God of toys. <laughs> yeah, Hasbro really. just bought everything. Um, so Tonka Corporation, I guess, was the parent company that owned Nerf at that point, um, which included Parker Brothers and Kenner as well. Another famous toy company from the 80s Ooh, that you just Kenner. Yeah, you just don't hear anything about. I think Kenner was the original Star Wars toys, I believe. Yep. I believe they were Kenner. And um, the uh the Ghostbusters toys. Like I bought that repro. Oh, right. Ghost, yep. uh, Ghostbusters Ecto One, and it's, it says Kenner on the box. Kenner. So they were purchased by Hasbro. So Hasbro is their own Star Wars, I guess, since 91. Um, but anyway, uh, so Nerf became a, an official Hasbro brand. And I guess the original thing that it uh, put out, the brand new, brand new for Hasbro Nerf, was one of my strongest toy memories, actually. So I think I'll I'll just talk about it here because I, I had we're gonna do some picks in the second half. I didn't mention that we're gonna kind of just just go like free form in this open, get through the timeline, and just yeah. share any stories that we have, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll do the octoponder. We'll do Tyler's email. We'll do the octoponder, and then in the second half, we're gonna go round table like we always do, and we each have like two. Um, toys to talk about specifically we're going to present and some honor, honorable mentions but this is one of mine so i'll just i'll just talk about it here oh my god i loved this just an in- incredible amount it was the nerf bow and arrow um i oh, remember yeah. Yeah. seeing this for the first time on tv and it, it was just like just the look of it. it it's just one of those things like i just wanted to hold it and to i i knew i would feel so cool just holding the thing and pulling back that <laughs> right. plunger. It's yep. so funny. Um, it was blue and pink and yellow. It was so 80s. I know it came out in 91, but so 80s. And this was the first time that we're seeing a new type of ammunition, which was the arrow. And yeah. the original arrow uh, had, um, it was yellow and it had had black flights on the end, like the quote-unquote the feathers yep. or whatever. Yeah. And um, it worked incredibly well. I remember being 
I, I when I got this, I think it was a birthday. I I was so so happy that I actually got it, and it was big. You had to put it together. It was like pretty decent size. Yeah, this that thing was substantial. Pack. That was a big yeah. toy. Yeah, and you yeah. hold it like you would in pretty much the same area you would hold a, a normal bow but um you know you just it had like an uh, like a whole holster for like two arrows basically one on either side of the top part you just kind of put your two extra arrows there and it looked so cool with all three arrows it really did and then you put the yeah. third one on the front and it would like it just had air and it just literally just using air you'd pull back this like plunger which simulated the the act of you know, knocking an arrow and like then, and then pulling it back and pulling it back. And then you can feel the resistance building as your arm goes back and then you let it go. And just, there's like this, you know, automatic, I don't know how it worked exactly, but there's this like automatic release. will will shoot that, that uh, plunger that you just pulled back, shoot it forward. And the air will just go into the arrow and shoot it. That's it. It's like there's nothing to pump up. There's no trigger really. It's just a matter of just it literally just works with air. Would it go far? Um, How far did it go? It went when I, so this was unfortunately the one downside to this this toy was that the longer you had it, the worse it worked. There was definitely some sort of rubber bands or something in there. There must have been because they got I think they got stretched out and over time it got weaker and weaker. But holy crap, I remember when that first thing, when that thing was new and I first got it, holy crap. I mean, it would like, you'd shoot it across the room and it would like thunk across the far wall. And it was so satisfying. Like that thunk. Oh, oh my God. I found, thunk, my, oh. I found myself in that thunk. Oh, <laughs> that sounds it was, amazing. It was so cool. And I have just never, ever felt cooler like holding a we like a toy weapon. I like, peaked that day. Oh man, like that was I mean that was kind of the start of it. Like when they started to come out with these these toy guns, these blasters that just looked so incredibly cool that you just you couldn't help but feel cool just holding it. You know, like that was that was a new concept. And they they unlike other toy gun quote unquote companies, uh they weren't trying to make their stuff look real it always was very bright and colorful it was very non-realistic um and it wasn't about that and it proved that like well the point should be that it's fun like does it have to look like a real gun to do that right. and the answer is no it didn't nope. nerf nerf right. became this huge huge hobbyist thing and it's just like lego it's just one of these things that like people get way 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 into it and it's pretty cool, but anyway, so that's the that's the bow and arrow. I I loved it. You guys obviously remember this. Yeah, I totally remember yeah. being in the house. I didn't get to play with it, but hundred percent. You never you never got to. No, I think by the time that I was like able to play with it, it was probably at the point where like the rubber bands were pretty tired. You know, I mean, if it mm -hmm. was coming out in '91, I was just born. So by the time I was 10, 11, 12, those rubber bands were toast. But yeah, I remember seeing it and thinking, yeah, that looks like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, actually, when uh, when when Dr. Matteo was little, um, I got her, like, there was a current version of the bow and arrow that was out, and it looked so cool, and it was the, the Nerf Rebel 
line, which oh, was I R- remember that. Yeah, it was R E B E L L E, like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. And it was for girls, but they were wicked, wicked sick. And there was a, uh, it was called the Nerf Rebel Agent Bow. And it was like purple and light blue. And it was just completely sick looking. And um, it shot like the new kind of arrows that existed at that point. I'm not really sure when that Darts. came out. No, they, they looked more like arrows. Oh. So instead of the whole entire arrow being just a shaft of just Nerf material, it was more like a plastic shaft that looked like an arrow shaft. And then the head of it was oh, um, like a, a uh, like a weighted. Thing. Yeah, it was like a weighted Nerf bulb or something. Yeah. And uh, it, it really did work well. Um, honestly, it, it looks technically cooler than the uh than the old one did and i remember it had like this sort of like rotary like almost a mini gun sort of dispensary like where you would where you would load it up and uh and it would like turn like it's the cylinder of a revolver or something like it's you know knocking each one for you and it yeah, kind of um, worked but it kind of didn't and stuff i think i think you could hold like still still only like I, oh it looks like it came with three just same but I don't know. It was it was still really really cool though, and I was so yeah, happy to buy her. Awesome looking. Yeah, so happy to buy her like her own Nerf bone arrow, like yeah. the other version. It was so cool when when uh, we saw that. I think I probably wanted it more than she did to be to be perfectly honest. <laughs> you need this. <laughs> just, I just you know sometimes you get that way though. Sometimes as a parent you just want to buy the thing for your kid. It's not like yeah. you want to play play with it you just want your like i know josh nealis knows this like he he more than most knows this like you know i mean like it, it's it's one of those things to share the thing that you loved you know share it with uh with the next gen and uh and that was definitely one of those moments for for me for sure it was very cool um so moving on from 91 um 92 uh began the the days of the dart and I think we all remember uh, mm-hmm. most of the guns in the '90s shot darts. The arrows were not really used that much. It's I mean, honestly I think crazy to think of a time before darts. Like, hmm. like in my head, I'm like, oh, it's always been about right. the darts. It's like, oh wait, no, right. they had a whole line of stuff way before the darts. Yeah, yeah. but clearly not like too many things. I mean, the right. blast ball came out in '89, and that you know, that really does seem like the first you know, shooting blaster type thing. Yeah. And then it goes to the arrows and then it just darts and it's just darts for days. I remember the darts lasted at least like 20 years. Like it just was going forever because I was buying, you know, dart nerf guns that shot darts for my nephew. Like, you know, at least 20 years after that. Um, But anyway, the nerf sharpshooter was the very first, nerf dart blaster it's really cool i did not have it it's dark purple with like a a, like a mint green sort of a uh part i don't know on the bottom i'm not sure and uh it's really some yellow accents really really cool just a very very slick looking gun it looks like there's this uh plunger thing that you pull back and it it kind of clicks and it's you know ready to fire, and then you can just pull the trigger, and it lets go, and it just uses air to get the job done. Fire some darts, have yourself a good time, and uh, you know it really just goes from there. We don't have to keep going through everything after this. I really think that that was kind of 
those are kind of like the big things I wanted to touch upon. Obviously, we had lots of other stuff. We had footballs. We had, you know, so, so many, di- so many different footballs. I know, Joe, you wanted to, you wanted to mention that. Um, mm-hmm. And feel free if you if you want to jump in and, and mention like some some of the footballs or whatever. But like th- those were that made me want to throw around a football too. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I never care for sports at all, but the Nerf football was like super badass. And they came yeah. out with they came out with one it was called uh, the Vortex uh, Spiral Vortex or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it was. And mm-hmm. what was cool about it was when you threw it, it made made like a whistling sound. So it was going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, I remember hearing this thing going back and forth. Yeah, all oh the my time. God. So many people had that. And what was cool about it is that it had people like me, who sucks at throwing footballs, made it super easy because you can just throw that throw that ball like perfectly, like almost mm-hmm. every time. Like the way, like it had a place for you to, to hold it, like 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 um like an imprint of like where, where your hands would go grips. Yep. the grips and it would just throw it and be like perfect every time and it was just so <laughs> much fun and i i hate football i hate sports but this thing was just <laughs> fun i yeah. love yeah so it looks like um nerf did introduce footballs in the early 80s and they they weren't the spiral obviously they just looked more yeah, like a, a, a yeah. regular uh football but they did have it says 91 the vortex the first vortex came out which is the screaming one that you you just talked about and yeah. um and then they had another one that looked like um, it was called the vortex howler and it looks like a smaller football that you hold with just one hand like like Real, yes. Well, I mean, you, you could always hold it with just one hand, but it's really small, like half the it's size smaller, of a normal football. Yeah. But it had like a tail on yes. it. Yes, yeah. And that was just another thing that they came up with. Pretty cool. But I agree. I never threw around a football when I was a kid, like a real football. But, um, oh, my God, like when they started to come up with e- the spiral, just like, and it would always be two-toned. And you'd like yes. see different yeah. color combinations, and I and like I would want. One. This is cool. It was just I'd be like, cool. right? I'm like, uh, I can't believe I. No, it's not just that I want a football. I already have one of these that's a different color scheme. I want this one too. Like what? Right. What is happening? I don't understand. <laughs> um, I'm actually. I found a picture of uh, the one I remember having, which was half black, half lime green. Yes, and I'm looking at that one right now. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just my favorite thing. I remember taking that everywhere. Like we we would always bring um, frisbees and yeah. always bring this. I, I would yeah. always bring this if we went out to do anything outdoors, like into like college and past college, even like you know when we were we just I don't know younger, but still you know going around just like let's go out to camp or let's go, go to the beach whatever. Or whatever we are go to the beach yeah. it's like yeah yep always bring the black and green football all the time i loved that freaking thing and it was really fun to get it to spiral if you got it to spiral like you threw a really good spiral with one of the spiral vortex balls it's like oh man it, it was just it felt so good you were just so yeah. accomplished yep yep so much fun so much fun. It really, really was. I, was like, well, I kind of want to go back to the uh, the whole dart thing. 
Yeah. Uh, do, do you remember the uh, the Eagle Eye, the Max Force Eagle Eye? Oh, so yeah. So let's start. Yeah, I want to talk about the the Max Force stuff for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to wait for that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk about our memories because okay. I, I think that kind of that really <laughs> goes into uh, to it nicely. It's a nice segue okay. to yeah. So you know we're about 40 minutes into the episode so if we yeah. can just like you know share some some memories you know so i think the the thing of it is that we all kind of shared a lot of our nerf playing together obviously tim you yes. said mike um you played a lot of stuff with mike so maybe there's some nerf stuff in there as well like the super soaker but i think that like all of us you know and when i say all of us it's like i'm i'm basically referring to joe and me and our friends that we grew up with um and of course tim was younger but um yeah we 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 all played together with all these nerf things so yeah um so you actually joe you actually told this story in the 90s episode um so i'm i'm happy to let you tell it again the uh do you want do you want and i'll i'll i'm happy to jump in okay that was like last year i don't remember what story that was <laughs> there's the story of how we played uh how we played nerf wars in the dark at, oh god uh, at my mom's house <laughs> yes this was the um, this was the legendary way that we played with nerf this yes. was like this was yeah. it this, this, this was it this was like a our weekend thing like mm -hmm. we'd all like spend the night at steve's house and we're, we're like early teens i think at this point and uh and Steve had like all these different like Nerf guns or whatever, and we we just came up with this this game where we just play in the dark. We had like a a, a death like a death missile or like a death bomb. Or, oh, it's the black it was like, it, the was black it? death arrow. Black death arrow. Okay, right. And it was we knew it was a black death arrow because the way how it was shaped, and it was totally different from from all the other ones. And if you got hit by it, well, actually, before you threw, you have to say. You have to say the name and say you know what it was, and uh, if you got hit by it, then that's it. You're you're done. That's right. It. Yeah, the Black Death Arrow was a one hit kill. So yeah. there was yeah, there was like a pack of like, uh, or there was like a refill pack of arrows that I had bought, and instead of the yellow and black, it was a black shaft and and purple flights, and they yeah. were way cooler looking, like so so cool. Yeah. So we set up like arrows in certain places like i remember putting them like on the tops of lamps and like but we did that in the light like we knew where everything was nothing yeah. was secret it's like okay this is it and there was one that was a black death and that would like kill you instantly but so for those of you who you know have already heard this story we apologize but um so but yeah like other than that it was like a matter of i think it was like three hits, like and three you're, hits dead. And you're dead yeah and yeah. it was the honor system and we always were very like we, we everybody told the truth yeah. And uh, if you die, you're supposed to say that you were dead. And um, and then if you wanted to use the Black Death, first of all, you had to get to it where it was. You had to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you knew what it, you knew where it was. We we always put it in a, a certain place, like when the lights are on. And then it was like, okay, so if everybody knows it's there, though, so everybody else is also cognizant of people looking to go get the Black Death. So if you sensed movement or anything like that, you had to move so freaking slow and it was yes. in pitch pitch, pitch black. blackness pitch black we probably played this at like 11 o'clock midnight yeah like <laughs> my poor mom was like trying to sleep and we're just all like banging around like tripping over but each she other didn't like even care though she's right. like let's do it it's like okay <laughs> 
Well, she'd get mad sometimes, but sometimes, yeah. so like we would, um, we would, uh, just, just be stumbling around. We'd, we'd like, you know, take all the chairs and make sure they were all tucked away. And that there was like, you know, we knew basically where the, the floor plan, how the floor plan was. We yeah. make sure all the walkways were clear and stuff, but, um, oh yeah, that was, that was so fun. I'm just surprised no one fell down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> I know that is true. Had to be aware of those stairs. <laughs> Holy shit! I think we're like really well aware of the the layout of the house that we yeah. just kind of knew where the stairs were and just yeah. to avoid it. Because yeah. the way the floor plan was like this circle, it was like you know the central sort of a pillar thing, which was like a closet, and then there was uh like the kitchen, the dining room, and the living room was just like in the circle, so you could go around and around and you might be passing somebody and or yeah so like you might be moving as slow as you could possibly move and somebody was literally three inches away and you can't see them and they're just waiting to hear somebody because everybody yeah. played different yeah so you know you were like trying not to make any any noise but then you suddenly didn't you know your foot creaked and then suddenly the person who's right there you have no idea that's there now knows that you're right there and they shoot you in the balls <laughs> 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 but you literally couldn't see oh anything we played it in pitch blackness pitch black and the only way we how you knew someone was there if if uh if someone's like oh shit or whatever like they'll like yeah. quietly say something like oh, right. that's where they are and Right. And so that was the thing too, with the black death, because like you said, you had to announce yourself. So you yeah. gave your position away. Right. That was the, the risk. The, that was the risk. Yeah. So yeah, first right. you had to get it and then you're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I have the black death. Oh my God. And you can't waste it. You have to be positive because it's like that the, shit it's well. the black yeah. death arrow. You can't yeah. waste it. Right. One of a kind. It's like you're Bard the Lake Man, and you got to kill Smaug, and you can't waste it. You got the one black arrow. <laughs> it's got to go right where he's got no scale. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was the funnest thing ever. It was really just yeah, so fun. I loved it. That That's awesome. awesome. I feel um, like we were in high school, to be honest, because probably. I don't I don't think that like uh, Greg started coming over my house until like adults. We were until like high school. <laughs> we were still. <clears throat> Let's I think we were probably like 16, 17 to be perfectly fucking honest. Um, I'm pretty sure. Not like when you're in high school, you're grown up. You're just in high school. You're still idiots. Yeah. Still All of you. Yeah. We're still, still puppies. Yeah. Legit. Um, yeah. So actually me and my friends. So I used to, uh, I used to go over my buddy, Matt Bond's house and we would, uh, we would always play like either manhunt or hide and seek in the dark or whatever. But I remember, I, I feel like we had a name for this game, and I can't remember what it was, but it was specifically Hide and Seek in the Dark. And so we would be at Matt's house, and we would have all of the lights off. But the idea was that everyone was hiding and that there was one person seeking. But each person who was hiding had uh, a Nerf gun. And it was usually just like a single shot. And if you could shoot the person who's seeking, like if you were hidden... And you were, and and the person who was seeking was gonna find you. Then you could shoot your one one shooter, and if you hit the person who was seeking, they had to freeze for like a minute, and then you could run and go hide someplace else. But you could only do it once because you only had one dart. One dart. Oh, cool! That's and, awesome. Uh, 
it was really fun and i I just i have this super super vivid memory of hiding like really close to his parents like dining table and so there's like you know i'm like oh it's a bunch of fucking chairs and this big table it's like it's gonna be awkward for the person seeking to even get over here and so i like i like hid in the corner like near the dining table and i remember being so like dead quiet still and the seeker was like right over me like looking at me and i'm like i don't know if they know i'm here at all i can't fucking tell i can't tell and i can't and i'm like i can't run out of here quickly i'm like surrounded by dining chairs so i'm like i hope to god that they just don't know i'm here and so i just like i just like held and stayed and didn't say nothing and i'm like okay (laughs) right and then they like you know got up and turned around and then i think at that point i like i like moved a little and like lost my balance and so oh, then no. they turned back around and i was like ah and i was like, bang i like sh- shot shot the seeker and i'm like okay now i now i have to go somewhere else but like you know you only have a short amount of time to do it it's like okay the seeker counts to like 30 or whatever it is and then they can they can move again um but yeah i feel like we had a name for this game but it was really it was a lot of fun and it was just like a similar kind of like okay we're using like darkness and nerf darts mm-hmm. we're doing it inside and uh his parents were definitely not a fan that we did it um but also <laughs> i feel like it was usually not like i don't know i feel like his parents weren't around when we did it because honestly i i can't imagine them being like yes please please do this <laughs> in our house um i volunteer yeah. for tribute <laughs> right so uh that game was super fun I, I i remember liking that a lot and then if we played manhunt outside we were there wasn't usually like a nerf component to that um and uh and then i have i have another like super big deal nerf game to share but i'm gonna save it for the second half of the episode when i when like the guns that i'm gonna talk about are like directly linked to that so but yeah um those games were were really really fun great yeah we uh we can talk more about the max force line uh in the second half as well because um yeah both of my picks are from that and that was just kind of the the popular uh line from the 90s uh i guess like the mid to late 90s and it was certainly where i thought okay the bow and arrow was cool but simplistic and then i feel like the max force line was really really took off from that original dart blaster and it really got ridiculous like the molds of everything got sleeker and more stylized and the paint jobs and like everything started to just look so polished yeah i mean just insane all the different forms that they came up with for these blasters was just i i mean you just it's like you just wanted everyone you saw they just look so damn cool right yeah Really, really cool. All right, so we are almost at the time to go to our Octoponder, but before we do that, let's just go to our voicemail from our buddy Taylor McKenzie, who does not identify himself again, but uh, he's Taylor McKenzie, so he's cool. He's an awesome dude, and he's a retroid, and you should all uh, should all enjoy this voicemail. I know I did. And we'll come back, and then I'll give you your Octoponder, Octoponder even, and uh, we'll go from there. How about that? Sound Sounds good? good. Sure. All right, take it away. Taylor! Nerf. Why is it awesome? Well, much like Joe Dirt's posi track, it just does. Now, I, uh, as a 90s kid, I'm just going to cover starting from the 90s and 
most of the way forward, blasters that I think stand out and that were the most awesome. Uh, we got to start with uh, the Cyber Strike line. Uh, this was the most. This was, this was just the most trippy blend of blasters and and Star Trek ever. The uh, the Perceptor being the, the kind of star of the show here with the chest rig, the whole, <laughs> the headband with the flip down eyepiece. Um, but the one that I had as a kid that I, that I was, it was so sick. So it was the, the auto grip. Um, had a wristband, the, the, the whole firing mechanism folded down up underneath the arm. You pulled the pin and snapped, snapped up, and then it was right there in your hand. The trigger went right, right to your finger. I mean, especially I mean, at the time, a little kid <laughs> with my little hands, it it, uh, it was perfect. Um, and then the strong arm, same type of idea where the barrels flipped up on command. Uh, that was a great, great line. I love the colors they use, all the massive orange, all the metal tones. So that that was. That was just a great way. Like that, that's where my memory of Nerf really starts. Maybe a little bit further back with like the Balzuka and stuff, the Razor Beast. Um, that was that was sort of a little bit before I was big enough to use. Um, so I guess after that, there was that break or from from a kid, and then I started kind of collecting early or later on. And that was when Instrike had just kind of like come out, and they were doing big stuff. Um, like the uh, the Unity power system. So you had let me do it. it was a rocket launcher. It's a rocket launcher with a secondary weapon that clicked on the bottom, and then a, and then a sidearm that go on the side of that. So th- that like just just seeing that <laughs> like that whole thing. Like Nerf has always been able to put together these insanely cool images. For, for these blasters. So that, that's just one of my favorite things about, about Nerf, is that these aren't just like army toys. You know, they, they, they really were more than, than, than just just toy guns. Um, but that, that was a really, really cool cool thing that they did with the rocket launcher and, and how everything snapped together. And that, that later on, you know, segues into the expandability of the N-Strike system. So, so, so from there. So, moving on from like the Unity Power System, there was the uh, EBF twenty-five, full-on machine gun, belt-fed. I, I, I <laughs> the day that I saw that, I picked that thing up. And uh, the needy thing, the needy thing about the belts is that if you unscrew the end caps on them, and you have another belt, you can just you can just meld them together. So they're sold at EBF 25, so it was 25 rounds per belt. Out in my garage, I have two of those, by the way. One of them is the, uh, I, think, uh, I, forget what the I forget what the transparent green colorway, what they, what they call that line, but I've got one of those two. Um, give me back to the belt. I've got a 100-round belt. <laughs> I've got a 100-round belt, and I forget how long it takes the EBF 25 to run through all 100 rounds, but I'll have to see if I can find some pictures or take some new pictures of that. So that was definitely solidly in the number one like big blaster category for me. So that that was where I really kind of started to get back into them and to pay attention to what Nerf was doing. Um, now after that, the next time that Nerf really wowed me was with the uh, the Instrike Elite with the Rhino Fire. So you've got. You've got reciprocating barrels, 
two drums on either side of this thing and thumb triggers. So this, and it came with a tripod, much like the EVF 25. Um, that also came with a tripod, but this thing, this was essentially an AA gun. And both fires could, both, both barrels could fire at the same time. You could fire them independently, I believe. It's been a while since I fooled with mine, but that, that was another, just like, that is, you started to wonder where the ceiling was with how big they were going to make it. You know, it became kind of like, uh, super soakers in the 90s, where you, you know, you had $100 super soakers and they were way too big for, for a small child to carry. You know, they did gallon plus of water in these things. So that was kind of, that was the, they, they created that same type of environment. It's like, how big are they going to go? Um, but that was, that was the next time that I was like, okay, wow. So yeah, I had one of those and that was, that was a big landmark. Um, and that's really the last time that they made something big that I, that I picked it up. Now, something else that I would pick up would be the, uh, the Prometheus. Now, that's from the rival line, so there's no darts anymore, there's the little yellow balls, but that thing is... It's, it's massive, um, but the DIY market for it is out of control. The, you, can, you can get with a, a Godhopper for it, essentially. They're 3D printed, but you know, it, it's, I think it's 250 rounds <laughs> is what can be done with this thing. That is a that, that was another just fantastic innovation that I saw from them. And uh, as far as like size, design, um, firing speed, stuff like that. I mean, just crazy to look at. It's just crazy, crazy to look at. Another one that they put out, which is the closest thing that Nerf has ever done to to a minigun, which is the uh, Nerf Elite Titan CS50. Now that thing, you know, 50 round drum underneath. Um, just another one with a whole lot of potential that I wish that I would have picked up when when it dropped because they're they're way more expensive, <laughs> way more expensive now. Um, I, I guess I guess that's it. <laughs> I try to keep it short and sweet, and I've already gone over the time allotted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, that that uh, that is the. Uh, quick collection of what I feel is Nerf's most awesomest. All right. Thanks, Taylor. Thanks a lot for that awesome voicemail. That was great. You know, um, you are a lot younger than some of us. I think you're about 8-Bits age. But, um, yeah, a lot of those guns you mentioned, I was not familiar with. I had to actually look up. And I want to mention one that blew my mind that I looked up that you mentioned, which is the Prometheus. Oh, my God. God, that thing is redonkulous. It's redoctopus. That's what it is. That's what it is. It sure as hell is redoctopus. Oh my God, that thing. It's like 250 like little balls that it shoots. And uh, it looks so freaking neat. 250 bucks uh, when it came out in 2018. Um, Wow. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Things so big. You need a a shoulder strap and uh, two hands. (laughs) <laughs> two hands right like oh man what so a cool. unit <laughs> absolute unit really really cool but no thanks for that thanks for calling in with that we really appreciate it we love yeah, hearing, cool. uh we love you know we're always happy to play voicemails too so if you guys want to ever get it on the action just send us send us some stuff and uh we'll play it that's what we do 
we like to we like to get everybody involved whenever humanly possible and we love to hear from people who are passionate about whatever the geeky nostalgic bullshit that we're talking about so hey that worked out this time uh taylor totally would have been on the show he's in california we couldn't get the schedule to work right because we were recording uh shortly it was really kind of my fault for not planning ahead more but hey whatever hey whatever hopefully you guys uh yeah had fun so now it, that's the first half, guys. That's the meat and potatoes. So uh, let's let's move on to the next the next stage in the game, which is of course uh, something for y'all to ponder, uh, octoponder. That is, this week we asked everybody in the Facebook group, and by the way, like I cannot believe the response, especially since I posted this about an hour ago. Like, whoo, boy, oh boy. Right. Um, so here here's your here's your pondering. Here's what you got to ponder. Here's the question. <clears throat> What iconic weapon, gun, or melee weapon would you want a nerf version of? Pretty simple. You can use anything at all from a video game or a movie or a TV show or anything you want. Cartoon? Hey, I don't know. Maybe you want He-Man's sword, but in nerf format. I don't know. Anyway, why don't you guys think about that for a short while, and we will be right back. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. That Strange Show, Throwdown Thursday, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Three Guys That Horror, The New and Improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Audio Files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some, because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the... last 20 minutes of the movie that that's what right. the game is it's fucking monsters tearing up a fuck it's a fucking city secret underground hideouts cinema with harrison smith dorks the podcast the dorkening black and white fright the wicked horror show subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found for more information check out the Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Not to mention, we are a multi-award nominated and now an award-winning podcast. So we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Are you a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books, then Epic Tales from the Sewers is a podcast for you. We cover the comic books, video games, movies, cartoons, and anything else turtle-related. We talk about the toys, we talk about the cereal, we talk about all the fun things about turtles that we love so much. So give a listen. You can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. Check out Epic Tales from the Sewers, part of the Epic Airways podcast network give a listen dudes cowabunga is this podcast for you attention this is the lost skeleton of cadaver and you are listening to rancho notorious no wait no that's retro redoptifus hey are you ready to do some bacon it's about that time where we ask you the audience to octo ponder this welcome back aboard everyone all right before we took a break we asked you this week's Octoponder question, which was, what co- what iconic weapon, gun, or melee would you want a nerf version of? It can be anything from anything you want. Movie, video, game, cartoon, whatever. 
Uh, so why don't we start with our with our retroids? Because we do have some some serious answers here. We got uh, 24 answers at last I checked. James Lamond says, I already have my dream nerf gun, but the pulse rifle from which is the pulse rifle from aliens. But if nerf could hook me up with a lancer from Gears of War, I'd appreciate it. Pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Greg Greg Marcus also mentions the alien aliens gun. He says the aliens one is great and sitting on my desk. Maybe the RoboCop Auto 9. Nice. Nice. Pretty cool. I don't know if uh, there's room in your leg for this Nerf gun, but you can you can always hollow out a compartment and keep whatever you whatever you take, just keep that piece of flesh and then slide it back in. You can duct tape it all together. Yeah. No, that, that's doable. <laughs> and then when yeah, and then when you like need to get the gun out again, you can just cut out cut out the duct tape you know yeah no problem uh tom morse jr says the bfg from doom of course that's just perfect right. yes yes it is. i mean honestly that prometheus is like kind of close but uh it's it is <laughs> <laughs> it's like you said that eight bit um jen spinelli to that said bah, beat me to it <laughs> this is a big fucking gun. Uh, Adam Letourneau says Nerf baseball bat wrapped in Nerf barbed wire. So he wants Lucille. Nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, Greg Carcione, aka our old buddy Boss Rush Mode, that's a name blast from the past, uh, says the Soul Reaver from the game Soul Reaver, the Legacy of Kane series. Hell yes. Um, hell yes. yes. Just an amazing answer. Uh, I will say that this was my pick. And I really felt like it was a safe pick. <laughs> I really felt <laughs> like no one else. It. He sniped it. So I picked something else. But that is an excellent, excellent answer. I love yes. the Soul Reaver. It's definitely one of the most iconic video game swords for sure. I put it up there with the, the you know, Cloud's Buster Sword any day. Um, our buddy Santino Mancibo says, Nerf has been doing a pretty good job with the replicas. Um, his choice would be either... Ebony and Ivory from Devil May Cry. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. the or the Lawgiver from the '95 Judge Dredd movie. Wow, those are two that's, out of just really left good. and right field nice, choices, dude. Oh, Santino, yeah. great job. The um, <laughs> hell yeah. Scott Clevenger says, "I love this answer. He wants a Nerf Batliff. Not that it would be <laughs> useful or cool, but." At least it would finally give the thing an excuse for sucking. <laughs> okay. Oh man, so good. But a batlith, I mean the batlith is like the ultimate like sci-fi weapon that looks awesome and that's all. It's it's, it's just, I, I super right. appreciate how weird it is. And like I, 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 everybody loves it. And there were so many companies that were, you know, making their own bat lists and stuff. And I think that that is such like the iconic weapon from Star Trek. Like, what else is there? Just the phaser? Like, there's. Th it wasn't about weapons, but the Klingons had the bat lists, and they were badass. It's just like, oh, I don't know if this is practical in any way, but okay. It's like fight. <laughs> with a chair like really cool look cool like i can learn how to fight right. with a chair really yeah. chair i'm pretty sure jackie chan could make fighting with anything cool so he could definitely use a bat with and definitely kick ass but doug cross says the good samaritan from hellboy awesome that thing was That's huge anyway it looks like a nerf gun to begin with uh cats 
Catsito, Catsetto, I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name, Cat, says, I totally need a Nerf crossbow. Ooh, and a grenade launcher. I could fill the Nerf balls with glitter and confetti when they hit my target. It's not just annoying. It is fabulous. That's downright evil. <laughs> I like glitter. It's also evil. It's it's, no, it's annoying, right. yeah. fabulous, and evil. It's all three. What's worse than a water balloon? A glittery water balloon. <laughs> yeah, you assholes. <laughs> um, oh, Jaybo McNeil, who is our uh, almost guest tonight, says, Mine are the Nerf one-shot Mandalorian rifle and the Halo Needler. So, obviously, Mandalorian nice rifle... Yeah, the Mandalorian rifle did get a release, which is pretty cool. I actually had that as the picture in this post, um, which uh, which Andrew Wishborn shared some pictures of. He has done this, I guess, a couple of times where he's taken a Nerf um, Nerf gun and then repainted it so it looks more like realistic and you know gets rid of the bright colors and stuff. And he he did a great job. It looks really really cool. Um, he's got it like posed with his little Grogu there. Pretty cool. Um, so let's see, don't uh, lose my place. Uh, this so that, that was Jabo. Derek Lofstrom says, Spaceballs the flamethrower. <laughs> That's awesome. The kids love that one. Uh, Mike, Le Mike Levy says, Vampire Killer from Castlevania. And Ashley Greathouse later on also said, A whip. She just said a whip. She didn't say specifically from anything, but but both whips. Like, I was, hmm. Um, Okay, how would that work? Like it's show. it's like just a string. I, I would just imagine like 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 Ivy's whip from Soul right, Calibur. like That's Ivy's whip, right? Yeah, the so it's like chains. that little yeah, like little links on yeah. on like a cord or something like that. But it's technically Nerf. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. I would love that. Yeah, it feels, um, like, it feels like a string, like where the handle is. You just pull the string and it just turns into like a sword, like in the game. That mm -hmm. I mean, Ivy's weapon is like literally the a great choice, you know, right? In yeah. and of itself, yeah. But um, so that's pretty cool. So thank you, Mike and Ashley. William McNally says the Halo battle rifle, very cool. Christine says rockets, arrows, freezy powers, fire powers, and all those other things that make no sense to be contained in one weapon. Let's see it, Nerf. She just wants everything. She wants an arsenal. Like I mean, it's, all it's nerf together. or nothing, so it's it might just, as well be nerf. Yeah. Nerf is everything. So, um, so yeah, there you go. Everywhere's the battlefield. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, even love. Love is also the battlefield. Yes, yes. Uh, Morgan Sylvia says, I'm all in. Hit me up with an Earth detonation system. She just wants to bomb everybody. Just for real. <laughs> Let's like, screw this place. I'm baby, bathwater. the living room. Flush it all. Just nerf whatever you need. Um, nerf and nothing. <laughs> nerf, nerf <laughs> equals nothing. Right. Um, there's a couple of people who just posted pictures, but I don't get the references. So I, I wish you guys like said what each thing was and didn't assume that we know everything. But we do know a lot of things. Like I, like I get it. Wait, I usually get references. I look at it. Yeah, there's I didn't a. Realize that there was <clears throat> potentially a call to action here. Let me see. Yeah, there was uh, uh, Ken Vaughn yeah, posted I, a picture I, that I I don't quite recognize. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what that is. Jason Lewis oh. says that big ass sword from Final Fantasy VII comes to mind. Cloud's Buster Sword, of course, yes. Yeah. And Zach Schnack, uh, what a schnack that guy is, also says the Buster Sword from FF7 or Needler 
from Halo. Lol. Yeah, that'd be fun. Lol. Thanks, everybody. That was just a hell of a bevy of amazing freaking answers. My good, my my good gosh, you guys just came out in droves. And I I was worried that I posted the dang thing too late and it wasn't going to get any responses. So thanks, you guys rule. We appreciate you. We uh, we love we love the Facebook group and uh, and uh, and just just to to be fair, uh, Ken Vons is. Not something I knew, but through context clues, aka reading the words on it, I figured out that it is the Satellite Orbital Laser 740 from Akira. Uh, so. Okay, then. You know, Ken, you always got to play outside the box, don't you, buddy? Like, come on. Yeah. That is that yeah. is hardly portable. It, it was I mean, sh- neither is a thing that gives you freezy powers, so... Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, <laughs> Mr. Freeze has a very portable freezy power gun. A blaster, if you will. A nerf version, and well, so I mean, we need we're, to make we're, we're, being, we're being wacky here. We don't really care. No you know, reason. you know, if if it would be cool to make like a Mister Freeze gun that had like light blue balls, like blue, blue balls. balls, blue Get balls it? is basically yeah. yeah, yeah, instead of yellow, and there'd be right. you're like, oh, it's ice, it's icy, right? Um, so all right, uh, guys, you want to answer the question? What uh, would you guys pick, Nintendo? Sure, uh, I'm gonna go with the. Zelda Master Sword and Shield. Um, <laughs> Zelda Master Sword and Shield. shield. <laughs> Damn you. I knew it. So good. It has um, to be done. It has to be done. And I think what would be really cool about it is if, you know how like in the game, if you had full health, your sword can shoot out lasers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Correct. I think, I think it'd be cool if it had like, like like something that would just shoot out of the sword. It, or, it or shoots, something. but it's just the tip. It's just yeah, or something. It's just just the tip. That'd yeah. be cool. Just yeah, the tip. That, you have yeah. to get full health though. Like if that's you had any scratches on your body, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. That's not. Awesome. That's I mean, awesome. how awesome would it would, would it be to have a, a nerf shield? A yeah, nerf highly shield. Like shield. Oh yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah. Really cool. very cool. Very very cool. I was actually surprised nobody said the master sword. So that's an awesome pick. Um, eight bit. What you got, man? I will go with the gun blade from Final Fantasy VIII. That's Squall's weapon, which is oh. one part gun, one part blade, and uh, all parts awesome. I would die for a friggin' nerf gun blade, bro. Man, it'd be so yeah. fucking cool. I could probably yeah. buy one, honestly, because cosplayers do yeah. have them, and I'm sure that they are no need to die on places like Etsy. But I've never looked. I'm gonna look right now because I'm talking about it. Yeah, very very cool. Yeah, I mean, you always loved Squall so much, and I, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, he didn't invent the gunblade, but I think he was like the first character in pop culture that really like brought it to the forefront. Yeah, made, I, it, yeah. made it popular. I never really saw. I mean, I I had seen things like it before. I knew it existed, but I don't know. It wasn't like a cool video game thing, and it's so cool. It's like yeah, it it, it shoots and stabs. It's great. Yep. <laughs> it shoots and stabs, and his uh, his gun blade, like the one that is the quintessential one, is actually just called the revolver, which is a dumb name because that's the name of a gun. Mm. No, no, right. Full stop, like no blade, yeah. but that is what they call it, the revolver. Hmm. But yeah, that's what I cool. want. That's what I want. <clears throat> good pick, good pick. So uh, my pick, <clears throat> I would like. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mega Man. And I want a Mega Man, like a M Buster that fits over your hand, 
but somehow also shoots. So it, you know, probably can't hold too many bullets at once. And I'm not exactly sure how in the world you'd like get it to shoot like physically, but uh, that would be pretty cool if it shot little, little Mega Man bullets, little oblong, little egg things. And, uh, and it fit on your arm. That's what I'm going to go with. I love Mega oh, Man. Yeah. Mega Man rules. Yeah. That'd be cool. And I would, I'd walk around and I'd be the blue bomber. It'd be really cool. And people would be like, who is that loser? <laughs> He's like definitely in his mid forties and he has lots of gray hair. What, what does he think this is? Um, kick him, beat him up. That's what they would say. But uh, I would still, I would still have fun. It's actually no problem. So anyway, guys, um, thank you. Thank you for all the responses. We had a, we had a great time with those. Um, and uh, for those of you who would like to participate in this or any Octoponder this question. Uh, just just head on over to our incredible Facebook group. It's really cool. Um, you can you can find the post. You can answer. You can join the fun. It is. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You can also reach us in our uh, in, just in general on Facebook or on Twitter at Redoctopus, or you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. Please, if you like what we're doing, leave us a review. Or rating on our host site. Really not enough people do it. And we'd really love to see more of that. Just search Pinecast Retro Redoctopus. And thank you again for all of those awesome ponderings. And without further ado, let's get back to the show. All right. So second half, not the same as the first half. Meat and potatoes, number dose. Uh, so, okay. So for this, we're going to do our normal thing, which is go around the table a couple of times. We just have two picks each, maybe some honorable mentions thrown in there. Why don't we, why don't we start with Mr. 8-Bit Alchemy today? What do you say? You want to start us I off? I like it. I would love to All start right. us off. Okay. So I had mentioned in the first half of the episode that y'all heard uh, that I had, there was another game that I used to play as well. Um, and so both of these guns are like, very quintessential to this game. Uh, so in college, uh, my freshman year, the college I went to had a game called Humans vs. Zombies. And Humans vs. Zombies is a game that a lot of different college campuses play all yeah. across the United States. And, uh, you know, the idea is that you have one zombie and you have a whole bunch of different humans. And then the humans have their uh, have a, a wristband tied around their arm, like a red, you know, kind of band around their arm. And the zombies have them around their heads. And basically, if a zombie touches a human, they become a zombie. And the idea is that you play it for a week. And over the course of that week, progressively, more and more humans are getting turned into zombies. And it is a it is a just a war of attrition to see, can the humans survive the week? Or will the zombies win in one by one turn absolutely everybody into a zombie? Uh, and the way that you fight back as a human is with nerf guns. Uh, so if you see zombies coming at you, you can shoot them with a nerf gun and then they are frozen in place. I think the time limit is pretty long. I think it's like five minutes. Um, but it's like it's one of those things where people would often cheat and they wouldn't wait the full five minutes. Um but yeah, so when I was going to school and I had heard about this Humans vs. Zombies, my roommates were going to be playing it and a bunch of people that I knew were going to be playing it. Uh, and so we went to Target 
and we picked up some Nerf guns. This was in 2010. And the Nerf guns that were, you know, really still super prevalent then were, uh, they were part of the Nerf's, Nerf N Strike series. Okay. Now, I had the, the one gun. Now, I'm a college kid. I didn't have money to spend on Nerf. You know, like Nerf guns were pricey, just like anything. Uh, so the, the main gun that I bought and, and, and used as my primary gun was the Maverick. This is the Nerf Maverick REV6. Uh, came in a variety of different, you know, re-releases. Its original color scheme was blue with a yellow uh, barrel. Uh, and then they did a whole bunch of different color treatments. But it was a six-shooter. Um, so this is a revolver. And you would load it up with, you would, you know, pop out the barrel, load it up with six darts. And then you could get six shots out of this thing before you'd have to reload it. And it was awesome. It was really cool looking. Uh, the one that I had was yellow with an orange barrel. Uh, and I can't seem to find that one. I think it was yellow with an orange barrel. or Maybe it was green. Uh, but the one I keep seeing everywhere is the, the blue one with the yellow barrel. Um, but it used a size of dart that was called a micro dart. Um, they're not really that small. They felt like normal darts to me. Not being a person that was like familiar with the evolutionary history of Nerf mm -hmm. darts, but they are called the micro dart. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, this thing was sweet because you would, you know, you would fire, and then the barrel would turn and get the next shot ready. Only problem was is that if you didn't load all the darts in all the way, they would jam. So like the the barrel would go to turn, but if one of the little dart plungers was sticking out partially, it would stop it from turning all the way. So sometimes in the heat of battle, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it could have been a real uh, real problem. But yeah, so that thing was was really really cool. Um, this this gun was my my mainstay. I had it with me at all times, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and I felt like I wanted to buy two of them, but I just couldn't afford it. I want to say it was like. I think it was like 40 bucks maybe at the time. And I was like, okay, you know, that's enough. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the, the popularity of the guns should speak for itself because Nerf over the years did all these different re-releases harkening back to like classics of the end strike. And so they re-released the Maverick in a, like I said, a bunch of colors, but they also did a crystal version, like a clear version of a bunch hmm. of their guns. They made a, fully clear maverick and they also made a green crystal maverick um i guess they just i don't know they wanted to just keep giving people new reasons to buy these classic awesome guns uh and so this gun actually first came out in 2005 so i bought it five years after that and it was no problem i walked right into target and there it was you know so mm -hmm. it was it was holding its own for quite a while but yeah, I, I loved this thing and I, you know, I feel like I still have it somewhere. I remember once upon a time there was a bag of all these different nerf things that I had from from college, but I don't uh, I don't I don't know where they are still. Um, but yeah, so uh, the the green one that's clear green is called the Sonic series. There is the clear series, the Sonic series, the original which was blue, the End Strike which is yellow, black, gray and orange. That's the one I think I had. Uh, and then there was a gear up version that was orange, black, and gray, a whiteout series that was white, black, and gray. And then the elite repaint, which was white, orange, black, and gray. Uh, 
crazy how many times they just were like, you know what, just do it again. <laughs> just just paint it, yeah, put a new going. label on it, and uh, and then change the packaging. You know, make it seem make it seem fresh, make it seem sexy. All right, you know, let's just keep working with it. Uh, but yeah, uh, this thing was dope. Really like it. The Maverick. Nice. nice. Actually, the whiteout version looks super awesome, honestly. <laughs> it's wicked cool. It's got, like, navy blue accents, and it's all white for the molding of it. And then the barrel is this super dark orange. So it has this awesome white, navy blue, orange, like, stark contrast motif. That thing looks really freaking cool. It does That's look really cool. cool. The one I had. Um, but, yeah, the end strike was definitely the one that I, I had. Nice. <clears throat> it honestly looks like a Hellboy gun. It does. It really does. It looks similar to the Samaritan. It really does. Um, It's really cool. I bet you could like you could get that and paint it as the Samaritan if you really wanted to, and be like, yeah, make it look kind of perfect, super legit. I know. Yeah, pretty cool. Nice. Very good. Very good first pick. Nice. Uh, yeah, so the End Strike series, it's so cool, like how many series they had along the lines. That's what I was kind of saying at the top of the episode, where, you know, there were so many decades that sort of, you know, it went with this big theme and had this big popular line. And that was what everybody had at that time because that's what was sold for, you know, four, three, four years or something like that. And it was the popular thing. And that's just when they were into it. It's just, you know, it's whenever you were really into it, it's like, oh, there is a whole line of all these different guns, but it's like whatever line you happen to be like into it at the time was whatever line was out, that's your line or whatever. So like the end strike and, and then we were talking about the max force and there's so many different cool ones. Um, Nintendo, what what you got, man? So I'm going to do like a twofer type of thing. So I'm going to go back and, and like talk about, uh, a little bit of the uh, the eagle eye, yeah. They saw I talked about earlier, and this thing was was super cool. Like I love the way how it looked; it had a really good look to it, and um, it shot darts. Mm-hmm. It only did like one dart at a time. Like you would just have to like you know get a dart and put it into the the front of it, the 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 hole, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a the barrel, uh, the barrel, and in order to shoot it, you had to pull back the uh, the the, the levers there's, there's right. like two of them there's two of them uh depending on you know which hand uh, you prefer mm-hmm. and uh it was, it was really cool it had like a little laser laser pointer as well has a little aiming right that was like that was the gimmick for that gun yeah it yeah. specifically had a laser sight yeah so i don't think we ever use it for our nighttime game but <laughs> Um, no, I think we definitely did. Yeah, yeah, because because you didn't you didn't have to use the the site. I mean, I do recall that being a pretty standard. Um, it was like a pretty you know because it was like a good it was just single shot. Um, but it was a it was a yeah. trusty trusty old blaster, old Bessie, old <laughs> old Bessie, old Bessie. <laughs> um. So yeah, that, yeah. That, was, that was cool. That was a fun little. Yeah, it was like a, a uncharacteristically silver. Um, yeah, Nerf yeah. Gun. It looked very different with accents of dark blue and orange, and I believe. Orange. Yeah, it was orange. Uh, yeah, I, to be to be frank, I I loved this gun. It was it was yeah, me too. I thought it was I fun. had better ones, but I always like I, it's like I would I would pick that up and I'd be like, no, no, I love this too. Like yeah. it was it was so great. It was just it was just a fun little thing. It was just pick it up and just shoot darts at a window. Hopefully mm-hmm. the dart would stick to the window or something. 
Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. Little, little things. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I was thinking about this on the on the ride home. The darts were kind of a weird choice. Like yes. why darts? Why have why why bother with the suction cups? There were so few times that you would actually get it to stick to anything. You would literally have to shoot it at a window. That's right, because if you pelt like a person, it's not going to stick to them. Right. right. Or, I mean, you also you have that safety factor of shooting someone in the eye by mistake. Right. It's and then weird. it suctions That's... to their eyeball, and then you got to yank it out. <laughs> <laughs> pull on, yank as hard as you can. Yank as hard as you can. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity to transition to my first pick, which is uh, it's kind of funny. So so my pick is another. I'll do a two for as well. Um, the first part is. Oh, you said you had a two. I, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't okay, say okay. Go do do uh, your second one. Sorry. Okay. So eagle eye. My, eagle eye. So the eagle eye was the first one, mm-hmm. and the the second one was the uh, the arrow storm, the Gatling unit firestorm gun. Oh. That sounds so familiar. Let me look this up. Yeah, so it's, it was a huge, huge gun, and uh, you had to hold it with two hands, and it would hold like six arrows or six uh, missiles. Or oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that thing was a ton of fun. The only thing that sucked about those those arrows is that they bend real easily, and every yeah. time you shoot one, it wouldn't like go in a straight line. It would just kind of like just right. curve and just hit the ground or whatever. It's just that was the only I thing I thing. about it. Yeah, I, I remember this. So, it, yeah. yeah, so it shot the full size arrows, not the darts. Yeah, the yeah. arrow storm. This thing came out in '93. It says, yes. and yeah. uh, holy crap! Yeah, this thing was. Did we have this? I think I, so. Yeah, I yeah, do I recall it. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, definitely man. had it because I played it a lot at your house. I love. Oh, okay. That's so funny. I don't remember it more, but yeah, there, there. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just loved Nerf. Nerf was so fun. Yeah, it was Nerf such was a fun, best. and honestly, like it was a fun thing to get a lot of because when you would have friends come over, it was so great because everybody would get to play with one. Like everybody would grab yeah. their favorite, and you just go outside and you just have fun. And it was, it was just like so worthwhile having to have your own multiple, arsenal. Yeah, your and, own yeah, arsenal. Right? Everyone getting to choose right. a gun. Yeah, it's so fun. it was so freaking fun. So, okay. Awesome twofer. So my twofer, I'll start with um, my, one of my favorites of all time. Definitely one of the weirdest Nerf guns of all time. And that is just the Manta Ray. And I mentioned oh, this yeah. in that, uh, that 90s toy episode that it's I mentioned so too. Goddamn cool. It's so, so goddamn cool. So the funny thing that, uh, that is the se- was the segue from what you were talking about, it actually on the cover, on the I should say on the box art, it actually shows a kid like blocking with this because the thing about it is it looks like a manta ray and you would hold it kind of like captain america's shield almost your hand would go in the middle and it would you know the wings of the manta ray basically would form like a shield and on the box art it actually shows a dart sticking to the manta ray and uh that it was like impossible that would never happen in a million years like you would it would be like a it'd be like the equivalent of like you know you're being a badass like from like the other side of the basketball court and you just huck it behind you without looking and it happens to go in. It's like, it's like that. It's pretty much right. that, right. but yeah, pretty much the, the darts anyway, to put a button on it, didn't really start stick to too much, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Everything used them. It was just became the, the ammunition of choice. So the manta ray was really cool looking. It was, uh, it had like these really cool, like stripes on it. 
and they made two different color schemes for it. Uh, one was teal and one was purple. I had the teal one. Um, this was part of the Max Force line, which um, uh, so is the Eagle Eye. They were all based on animals in some way. They didn't all look like animals, but they were all uh, in you know animals inspired names or whatever this was the only one that really looked like an animal it truly looks like a mantle yeah, yeah it's really really cool um apparently uh according to nerf.fandom which is a really comprehensive wiki it's a really cool nerf wiki uh, the manta ray was the first blaster to be able to fire more than one dart at a time because you actually um you would load one on each side and that's it. It only, it only loaded two. Now you could load one if you wanted to, but it did fire two at the same time. And they had uh, two plungers that you would pull back, uh, which I guess uh, the official term for those, whenever you pull something back uh, and then to trigger it, it's so that's a priming mechanism. So this had two priming mechanisms and you know, you could lock them both back in place and it had a single trigger and it would, it would just release one or both, whichever had been primed. Um, very fun gun, very different. It was definitely my all-time favorite, even though, like, it only held two darts, even though it only, you know, worked so well. It, like, it, it didn't matter. It was the coolest. It was so unique. And I loved the way you felt, just like with a bow and arrow. You felt mm, so yeah. cool with this thing on your arm, like, so cool. It was like a part of you. It was like Wolverine's claws or Captain America's shield or whatever. It was like part of you. It was so freaking awesome. You were a cyborg with this thing. Um, anyway, um, I will also mention to put a button on the Max Force line. The the King Daddy of the line was was definitely the Razor Beast. Really. <laughs> what a cool name so uh this thing was supposed to be called the razor back i guess but they got they were told by like i don't know the college football team they couldn't use the name that's the university of arkansas um they're like nope no we're the razorbacks you're not the razorback <laughs> it's like yeah but it's a it's just a nickname for a, a wild pig so isn't that still okay apparently right. not so they they called it the razor beast which i think is just cooler anyway so whatever yes. This thing was absolutely huge, and it, I it was the it, it, so it it shot what, what's called the mega darts. So they were slightly bigger, which yeah. kind of sucked because you had this thing and it wasn't compatible with all the other Max Force line. You had it had its own ammunition, right. yeah. but it did it did hold 15, 15 darts, fifteen tarts. <laughs> <laughs> is what it, is what it held. Fifteen um, tarts. <laughs> Fifteen tarts. Um, really, really cool because it was like a. It was like, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't actually. I'm. I'm dumb with gun terminology, but it was like a chain. Like, you know, the ammunition was in like a. I don't know what to call it. What do you call like it? A Gatling or something. It's like a Gatling gun, like where you fire. It's it's all in a strip, and Ammo it just kind of. An ammo belt. There you ammo go. Belt. It was like an ammo yes. belt. Yes. That's what it was. So, you know, we had never seen this before, anything like this. This was so different for Nerf, so cool, so in excess. Um, and it didn't fire with a trigger. Oh, no, it had a crank. Yep. It had this, like, <laughs> this huge-ass crank. Yeah. And the way that you held it was, like, on your hip. So you just, you know, you felt like a sexual Tyrannosaurus while you are shooting this thing. And uh, 
And uh, yeah, it just, you just cranked away at this thing and it would be like 15 darts all in a row. So the two things I remember about this, besides the fact that it looked like the most badass thing in history at that time, was that A, sometimes it would jam. Yeah. And the belt, the belt would like get jammed and, and like eventually uh, it broke. So I remember we tried to like tape it and because it was an expensive gun, obviously. And we tried to tape it up and it just never, it never was the same. It could, it couldn't, it would always just get caught. And um, yeah. so unfortunately this was, I think a bit of a flawed design, um, but Still, I mean, worth a mention, the Razor Beast was, it was the biggest Nerf gun I had ever seen at the time. There have been bigger ones since, obviously we mentioned the Prometheus, um, but there, there are other uh, models that use a belt, an ammo belt, but uh, this was, this was the first. So pretty cool. There's a Razor Beast. Um, It's it's very 90s. It's very 90s. It definitely has that 90s design and 90s colors. Mm. yeah it was like purple orange with the stripes i think yeah. they always worked in the stripes in the max force line but i don't yeah. remember them being on the eagle eye but it also has some sections that are like the same you know gray slash silver that the eagle eye was it's yeah. a it's a really cool looking gun um sure. part of it looks like it has a hunchback like uh like you picture you know a, a, a razorback um and it also kind of just looks like a pig, like the whole face of it. Like it sort of looks like the face of a pig a little bit, the whole thing. Um, the part with the crank is kind of like the eyeball and stuff. It's 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 just really, really cool looking. Yeah. But anyway, sure. Ape at Alchemy. Yo. You got uh, another so pick. I do. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my uh, I'm gonna do a twofer actually. Nice. Uh, because I feel like that's yeah, hell, that's hell cool. yeah. People do are some cool people are doing that. So the other gun that supplemented my Maverick when I was playing Humans vs. Zombie was called the Night Finder. It's spelled N-I-T-E Ooh. Finder. Uh, so the Night Finder was just a little gun. Um, I, I actually was given two of these because they were, you know, no big deal. They were cheapo. And uh, somebody else had them. So I had a Maverick and I had two Night Finders. And the deal with the Night Finder was that it uh, it did have a battery operated light, so oh. that way you could use it to kind of like you know act as like a laser sight a little bit, but then also you're just illuminating what's ahead of you. Yeah, um, the Eagle I had the same thing. It took it took like two double AA batteries. It took one double A battery or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this one took two double A yeah. batteries. Uh, I never got to. I never really used the light. I just used it as a gun. Uh, but it was a single shooter. And it had an extra storage spot on the bottom for two extra darts. So the idea was that it's kind of like an emergency, you know, like last ditch, you know, uh, oh shit, something's upon me and my Maverick is out or whatever. I have uh, a few darts that I can fire off with this thing real quick. Uh, yeah. And so the Night Stri- the Night Finder was again part of the End Strike series. It was mm-hmm. initially released in 2004, um, and then it also got a lot of those same kind of reworked color schemes with the Clear, the Sonic series, the Whiteout series, and beyond. Um, but this thing was it was fine. You know, there was nothing really mind blowing about it. Uh, but I I liked it. I was glad to have it. I did have the original of that. That one was the blue. I had the blue treatment for the Night Finder. Uh, now, the, the other one that I want to talk about is the gun that I saw a ton of people have who played HVZ, and I really okay. wanted it, but it was way too expensive. It was like an $80 gun. Um, and this, I think, was this is called the 
Nerf Raider Rapid Fire. And uh, it is fucking awesome because it is a huge, like, rifle that you hold with two hands. And it has an arrow, like, uh, bucket that attaches to it. So it's essentially oh, okay, like this, yeah. this ammo drum that wow, you, yeah. you fill yes, in yeah. one by one. You put, you put like 20 or 30 darts in there one at a time. And then you just plug it into the side of the thing and you can just fucking go nuts. Like you can fire off darts for a while and that thing would like never jam and it just looked awesome. And uh, people playing HVZ would a lot of times take apart the guns and they would like really customize them. They would like paint them and do all these different special, you know, custom DIY mods and stuff to them just to kind of change things up. Um, and yeah, the, the Raider was wicked cool. I just, I had never seen one that had the ammo drum before, uh, but I loved it. So this, this drum, act, it, can say, it says it can hold 35 darts. Oh wow! Uh, and and it were something called a streamlined dart. So again, it's like you know some other version of the dart. Um, it came out in two thousand and nine, so it actually came out right around the time that I was playing this. It was two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So it's like the Nerf uh, wiki claims that these things were like thirty bucks a pop. They were not. They were way more than that. Like hmm. I, I don't know where they're getting the average retail price from. But like it said that the Maverick was ten dollars. I'm like the Maverick was not ten dollars. That was like a cool six shooter gun. Like that thing was right. was probably closer to thirty thirty five. And this thing I think was like seventy five eighty at least at at Target when I was buying it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean this this thing just looked awesome. I was honestly envious of other people who had it. I really wanted to be able to get it. It did not get anywhere near as many variants, though. It did get re-released as the Clear series, and then it was released as the Gear Up series, which is not a great color treatment. It's just mostly all orange. It's all, like, really Mm -hmm. dark orange, and then, like, a little bit of black. A little bit of black here and there, a little bit of gray, uh, not too much. I think the original, that's, like, the blue with the little accents of orange look looks way cooler. Um, but yeah, and it's like Nerf was one of those things where you would see, you know, you'd play with your friends, you'd play with other people, and then you'd see guns and be like, oh shit, I want that one. That's so cool. You know, it's like you always think that your guns are so awesome, but then you see what else is out there. And it's like, holy crap, man, there's so many cool options. Right, right. Yeah, there's just and, so many, exactly. It's just so yeah. freaking fun. Yeah, so it's super fun. fun. To see what and, everybody and, gets. And what was the the one that you there's one that you had that was from Max Strike and it was like a uh, Max Force? From Max Force. And it was like a um a scorpion or something. Like it had like the like this it had like a it had like a weird tail that you would pull. Well, so there it's funny you say that. There is a Max Force Scorpion, but I never had it. Oh, no, no. It's the Rattler. It's the Rattler. The Nerf okay. Max Force Rattler. 100% someone had this. I think it was you, but maybe maybe not. Oh. But it was like you would pump it with all these big darts, and then you'd pull like the rattlesnake tail, and it would shoot them all out. Okay, yeah. This, uh, this looks familiar. I did have this. Wow, I forgot all about the Rattler. Wow. Yeah, I definitely did not have the scorpion, but there is okay. a scorpion as well. It's yeah, called this gun just makes you think of but, a scorpion um, yeah. more. But yeah, so the, the Rattler was one that I was like also thinking of. I'm like, I'm oh, like, I remember so seeing cool. this thing. 
Yeah. There's so many so awesome cool. designs that they had done. And like, my God, now the Nerf guns that are at Walmart are like all dinosaur themed. They're all like T-Rex, Ankylosaurus. They have like little, you mm-hmm. know, single shot guns that are rat- Velociraptors. They have a Stegosaurus one or a Triceratops one. Like they are so cool. They're so damn cool. I know. I pass them and it's just, it's just like, I want this oh, as man. a 43 year old man right i have pull, no use for up. it i just i want the triceratops one if the triceratops one was green i probably would I not be able to resist yeah uh, so that's yeah. the dino squad line and they are yeah. so cool so cool they are Ridiculous. the ankylosaurus one gives me life it's so cool i, w- I want that nerf dino squad armor strike it's so fucking cool and it's just got this big like light green friggin ankylosaurus with all the so spines awesome. all the spikes on it it's so yep. sick yeah i've seen this a lot of times in the in the store it's it's just so friggin cool yeah, I, I like. I'm honestly floored that this series is coming out now because it feels like the era of guns looking like cool other shit had has long gone, and it's just right. about making guns look like guns because like right. so many video games that are popular are shooters, so it's like oh well, we want our we want our toy guns to look like those, and mm-hmm. so I I was so surprised to see something this cool come out because I'm like this this is like straight out of the '90s. Yeah, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, um, but yeah, totally. yeah, they're they're very cool. Very very cool. So many fun, so many fun blasters out there. It's just ridiculous. Nintendo, oh. why don't you tell us about another one? So yeah, my final one is the Ball Zuka. Nice. Oh, I remember this. This thing was really really cool. It I uh, it came out in '94 as the Nerf Action Series. Um. It holds up to 15 ballistic balls. I love that term so much. Oh, yeah. This thing was awesome. Yes. So awesome. It's because Um, alliteration rules. That's why. It's true. It's It's just fun to say. It's just fun to say. Uh, It had a rotating turret. 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 Mm -hmm. Which is really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun with this one. It's really cool. I don't know if there was any different variations of it. But um, yeah, I don't know if they did them back then. Yeah, because that was that was what ninety four. You 94, said ninety four. Yeah, so like the handle was like green, and then the gun mm-hmm. itself was like blue, and the turrets were like orange. Everything was honestly like orange with nerf. Another gun, another blaster that you just felt so fucking cool holding. Yes, like you yes. just felt so cool with it. Yes, yes, love. And they got love so much thing. bigger and more impressive. But like again, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it was an evolution process in '94. This was amazing, amazing. I mean, it was it was a single fire, but hey, what the fuck? Who cares? Mm-hmm. I think it was fucking cool. It was pump pump action too. That's how it because mm-hmm. you have to like kind of like pull it back and then push it forward to to shoot the balls out. So it would shoot five at once, huh? Yes, I believe so. Wow. That is super yeah. cool. Wow. Love it. Yeah. So Love awesome. it. Love Great one. Thing. All right. 
uh, do you have another twofer or is that the last no, one? No, that, that was it. That was it. Okay. So really for quick, my quick one. <laughs> cool. So for my final one, um, I actually have, I'm just going to shout out a line. I did not have any of these. Um, but I remember these are the ones that when, like I mentioned my nephew, when he was younger, um, and we were like buying him, you know, when he was like a little kid, we're buying stuff at Toys R Us back when there were Toys R Us's. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to buy him all of this line because this Nerf line is the coolest. I loved it so much. I just wished I could like be a kid and buy them for my for myself at that point. Just like I feel now with the dinosaur ones. But this was the Nerf Zombie Strike series. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Did I love these? These, I, the aesthetics were uh, all up my alley. They were so cool. So First good. of all, it had a really cool logo. It was just this like Z in a cross hairs and it was really cool. It was on every one of them. Um, really awesome looking guns. They looked more like real guns um, in their shape. Um, but you know, they were bright lime green or orange or both. And then they had like dark gray or black worked in as well. Some of the guns were had less green and were more orange and vice versa. They were all really, really cool. Um, they actually had one that was a, uh, that had a, an ammo belt. Um, looks like it's probably a much, you know, better version of the razor beast. It was called the rip chain. That one's really, really cool. But the one that, um, I don't know, I, I will shout out this one. It's called the revoltinator. Oh my God. Does this <laughs> thing look awesome or what? Holy crap. I don't know that much about it, but it looks like a real machine gun, except for the fact that it's, you know, lime green and orange, but, um, wicked cool name, really sick looking gun. Um, I, I do want, I like, uh, I don't have too much information in front of me, but wicked cool. There's also this one that's called the alternator and the alternator looks like it it has like a rotating barrel that you can, you can like fire either one dart or two or three. Um, you just rotate the barrel, which, which you want to do. You want to do the one, the two or the three. So like you, you can load it all up with the six darts and then just like, you know, shoot essentially three times. And uh, I don't know, different power levels of shot. I don't know. Neat. Definitely different looking, really, really different looking. And it even has like areas of the gun. It's all plastic, but it looks like it's like taped up with like tape, like mummy wrappings or something. Um, I don't know. Basically every single model of the, of the zombie strike series. I just adore. I just love them so much. So I didn't have any of them. I uh, was jealous that I wasn't a kid when they came out and uh, jealous of my nephew a little bit. But uh, awesome stuff, awesome okay, stuff. Cool. Love yeah, it. those that were was... in Target when I was working there. When I was oh, okay, I was actively working oh there, stocking I... the shelves like they were the zombie strike. I totally forgot you worked at Target at one point. Worked at Target <laughs> for six flipping months. Yeah, but yeah, they had tons of the zombie strike shit, and I remember thinking that exact thing. I'm like, these are so damn cool, man. So damn and cool. And they had like yeah. the zombie strike katana. I'm like, okay, they're just throwing shit at the wall. It doesn't even make sense. Why would there be a katana? I mean, I understand it'd be good in a fight against zombies, but it was just like, <laughs> what are you even doing? You're just making cool shit for the sake of it, and I love it. It's so awesome. 
super freaking awesome yeah well guys uh that does it for our discussion on nerf that's our make nerf not war episode hope you enjoyed it uh kind of a little bit of a shorter episode we actually got in and out in under two hours for once hey go us but even though it's almost time to catch that horizon we do have one more thing before we fade off into the distance so why don't we get to that you got your spiked gauntlets, you got your bullet belt, you got your leather jacket and your denim, you got your hairspray, well put them on, cause it's time for another edition of Power to the Metal. What's up everyone, this is Nintendo, and I am back with a Power to the Metal segment. I know we just had one in the last episode, but you know what, I don't give a fuck, I really don't. Yeah, you just never do. You I, I never give fucks. Unlike unlike the honey badger, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, you don't. You sometimes you shit. you take fucks, but you never give them. I never give them. Never give. Sometimes them. you take shits, but you also yeah. never give them. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll take a shit. That's that's very true. So this band I want to mention is called RF Force. I don't know what the RF stands for. It's not like it's not short for anything. It's just yeah. It's just. I don't know what it is. This is really, it's, a, it's an odd name. And honestly, I've seen this name before and I just kind of like passed up on it. I'm like, eh, probably just, just a, another generic power metal band with the name Force in it. Um, cause that seems to be the thing in power metal. You have to have the, the word Force <laughs> well, in, your, in, your, in your name. Yeah. Um, so I took a chance and I'm like, wow, these guys are pretty fucking cool. They're very, very old school heavy metal which i adore um this band is from brazil sao paulo brazil and they only have one album out it just came out last year it's, it's self-titled and uh it's you can hear the influences like you can tell they they were inspired by judas priest uh dio black sabbath um saxon and all that it's this album i've been listening to it non-stop for the last few days and they just wrap my eye. I just love traditional heavy metal. It's like my favorite style of metal. And uh, yeah, and me my, too. And one of my favorite songs on this album is called Old School Metal. And it's just so catchy as fuck. And I absolutely adore it. Nice. Um, they have like faster songs called uh, Flying Dogs. I don't know what, <laughs> what a flying dog is. Don't know teach fools how to fly or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, they have another song called The Beast and the Hunter, which I fucking adore. I love that song. I think it's my second favorite song on the album. Uh, but I mean, honestly, every song is really good. Um, none, none of the songs suck. You have like some awesome ones and you have like some really good ones. And I don't know. I highly recommend it. If you love traditional heavy metal, I, I would suggest RF Force. Nice. Wicked. Very wicked cool. For a wicked good time. For a wicked good for a RF. Wicked, for a wicked, for a wicked RF force. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Another classic, new classic thing. New, I love, I love new, new things. Classic that came out last year. I love new things that sound like old things. It's just the best. It's the best. <laughs> my fave. It's just my fave. Um. All right, guys. Uh, do you have any promes this week before we get on out of here? Anybody want to shout themselves out at all? <gasps> oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I've been really slacking with content creating. Uh, I've been very, really stressful uh, the last couple weeks, but uh, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. But uh, what I really want to do is just make like sh uh, YouTube shorts or make TikToks of like fun stuff and and whatnot. So I'll be messing around with some of our own episodes that I'll be posting up on our uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, so you guys should probably check that out at some point. Yeah. This is our second um, episode on Streamcast. Yeah. Yep. I think is definitely oh yeah Streamyard excuse stream, me stream, that's yeah. right Streamlard is something <laughs> stream, else yes but Streamyard <laughs> is where we are so that's good yes I I'm happy to be here I'm happy <laughs> to be here I'm always happy to go apply the bar no for no. all oh I uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you know, we all enjoyed your DuckTales uh, video from a couple weeks ago. That was really fun. Yeah, definitely. That, that definitely did pretty good on that. TikTok, honestly. I was yeah. kind of surprised. Yeah, very rock fun. And rock and roll. Yeah. A bit. Um, I'm a bit alchemy. Yeah. I oh, am on YouTube. Oh, and I do a bit chiptune music. Uh, I haven't been working on anything lately, but, you know. That'll change. I come and go with it. Uh, but yeah, check out my music. Check it out on YouTube. Check it out on Bandcamp. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I, I've been tweeting lately uh, as trying to build my my potential listener base because, you know, Twitter, I feel like, probably has more people that want to listen to chiptune music than uh, than Facebook, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, so, so far, so far, no good. <laughs> but whatevs. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's 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 me. That's what I do. Nice. That is what you do, and we love what you do. It's Thanks, just guys. it's just a cool thing that you do. Um, I'll keep on doing it. I hope so. Even if it's just yeah, for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that you know we also do this podcast that like four people listen to, but you know we love every one of you. We love all of you. We, we love, love all four of you. You guys are the best, and and that means you, mom. You too. <laughs> oh, Steve, you silly. Mom doesn't have a phone. <laughs> she doesn't know what a podcast is. She doesn't know she what a podcast is. Um, yeah. Wouldn't know a podcast if I hit her in the face. Oh. So I'll just uh, I'll just take this time real quick to to talk just a little bit about so my forthcoming book, which I talked about a lot a few months ago, Black Honey and Other Unsavory Things, is kind which of is in this forthcoming and also your fourth. Book. It is. It is my fourth book. It is my fourth book. So um, it's it hasn't been released yet. It's late. It's officially late. But um, there are extenuating circumstances. I'm not going to go go into them uh, exactly. But we're trying to get everything uh, finished with the extras and uh, all all the promised artwork and extras and all the fun stuff that um, Roughhouse you know is going to deliver on. It's it's going to be awesome when it's here. Um, so we're trying to get that done as soon as possibly. I, I wish I wish I had like a firm date for people, but if you did, uh, if you did pre-order, I first want to say thank you very much for doing so. Um, if you are still interested in pre-ordering, uh, it's a book of short horror stories written by me, um, and uh, you know I've been told it's pretty good. So I'm just saying, told it's pretty good. Um, you can order it over at roughhousepublishing.com and it is going to be awesome when you get it for sure. But yeah, we're just, uh, we're just running a little bit late on that. So I just, I just want to mention that and, uh, and acknowledge the elephant there. It is in the room. 
Um, but you know, things happen, uh, life happens. Sometimes we, you know, um, we have, we have, you know, health, we have day jobs, we have things to get in the way sometimes, but, um, the book is done and it is ready. It's just a matter of, uh, some of the extra stuff, but you know, it's going to be awesome. So I just wanted to say that now I've done it. Uh, and, uh, thank you for, for listening to the entire episode. Cause if you're here, that's, that means that's what you did. So we appreciate it and we love it. And thanks so much retroids. We uh, couldn't do this without you. Um, as well as, uh, so I, well, I'll say that, you know, I'm going to read the script. I'll just read the script. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, you know what that does? That, you, you know what that does? What does that do? That wraps up the episode. So if you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you've enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all of the things that made growing up awesome. And if you like what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. As well as being part of the Inebriard Podcast Network, Retro Doctopus is a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network. So if you get a chance, listen, please check out some of our sister and or brother shows like The Weekly Warpipe, Epic Tales from the Sewers, The Wicked Horror Show, Shark Bites, Let's Not with Michelle and Sam, Geek Like Geek, Geek Life HQ. It's Geek Life and it's an HQ. There's an HQ in there. And it's for geeks that have lives. Mm-hmm. You should listen to that one specifically. That's what I would say. Or the Weekly Warpipe, which just joined the network with our buddy Russ Lyman. Yeah. Very cool show. And we're going to be playing his... Uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, you'll hear his uh, his promo on the next Nintendo next episode. episode. Yes. That's right. Yeah. That's going to be the first time you're going to hear that. And you're going to hear it there from there on out. Because yes. we, we love us some Russly man. And uh, he's a cool guy. So anyway, for more information or to subscribe to us, us or any of these great shows, please visit thedorkening.com. And be sure to check out our killer sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee, which is, as we established at the top of the episode, it is coffee, coffee that you can die for. You don't need to. It's an option. The option's on the table. It's really up to you. I've been your host. My name is Parasite Steve. And it is indeed a sad thing that your adventures have ended here. Good night. For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com.